the Hammer Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Hammer's right over there. Eagle Pass, Texas seems to be the epicenter of the worst of the illegal immigration right now. News breaking earlier this week that thousands of illegal immigrants are just strolling across the border. Of course, Breitbart was the first to report this. And then, um, you know, followed by, of course, CNN is even down there now, Hammer, if that tells you That's anything. how bad it is. CNN's been forced to cover it. So uh, Breitbart border reporter Randy Clark, he's been on the show before. Welcome back, Randy. You live in Eagle Pass. Um, tell us where this all started. You broke the news. What is going on now, and, and where did this all come from? Well, a lot of this came from the failure of our federal government to enforce the immigration law. But it originated on trains in Mexico. Uh, Eagle Pass is the second busiest rail yard uh, for importation in in the state of Texas, second only to Laredo. And so a thousand cars come through. These folks came all the way from Mexico's southern border, and they about 10,000 of them arrived in a span of 72 to 80 hours. Wow. Uh, so it was a madhouse. Uh, I went into Mexico and uh, went down to the landings to watch one single group of 2,400 mostly Venezuelans hit the water almost at a full mad dash and cross in one big group. So they've overwhelmed the Border Patrol. The Border Patrol facilities are full. Uh, Non-government shelters are full. And there is nothing but a host of buses leaving to the interior of the United States to get these folks out of the border region as fast as possible. And they are going all over the country. So, Randy, um, we'll dig down into the weeds of this, of exactly where their journey originated and, and, and where they're going. But you are a 32-year vet of the Border Patrol down there, and now you you cover the border for Breitbart, but what do you tell guys that are just starting out in your profession? I mean, have you ever seen anything like this before in the entirety of your career? Well, if, if you can believe it, I only retired three years ago, but I can't tell these young men and women out there anything because I haven't experienced anything. If you're not in the Border Patrol right now, you have never seen anything like this. And and these poor young men and women, that's all they know right now is this incredible humanitarian disaster that's going on, not just in Eagle Pass. We're, we're the hot spot this week. Mm-hmm. But this is happening from San Diego to Brownsville, Texas, and it just moves, and it has its own ebb and flow. <clears throat> Randy, what's the reaction from the locals down there when you turn on the television and you see Joe Biden giving Zelensky another, you know, million plus dollar package and all of these things to help protect their border? But here in the United States, he's turning a blind eye to what's going on with our own border. What's the reaction from the locals down there? So I think most of them are very alarmed. Uh, We've been on, you know, this obviously they've been living on the border for years, so they're used to some level of illegal immigration. But these residents haven't experienced this either. They're they're waking up with dogs barking at night, folks in their backyards. Uh, You know, we're losing money on on our ports of entry being shut down here to legitimate trade and travel. Yes, that's that's really making folks angry, too, because they commute and live on both sides of the border. Uh, so the cost overall is really not being felt and, and revealed by the federal government. We are losing billions as this port of entries are, sh- are shut down. And but what's angry? What's the long game here, Randy? Why do you think this is happening? 
Well, when I first started doing border reporting, I thought these folks have no idea what they're doing, canceling some of the removal mechanisms that are keeping that border safe. Because you can build walls, you can bring soldiers, you can do whatever you want, but there's no policy behind that. No barrier is going to stop the thousands that get to the border every day. We're close to 10,000 every single day. So, you know, I think it's this is deliberate. Uh, I think they know what they're doing. Uh, You know, they just on the same day this is happening in Eagle Pass, the secretary of DHS announced he's granted temporary protection status to some 472,000 Venezuelan nationals (laughs) that have entered recently up to July 31st. Yeah, And Randy, what kind of message what kind of message does that send to people that are still uh, to illegal immigrants that are thinking about coming up here? What's the message? It's obvious, isn't it? It's very obvious. And what we forget is, you know, these folks are humans. They communicate just as as well as we do. That message is already out of this hemisphere and more and more going to come because we granted temporary protective status to Honduras after Hurricane Mitch in 1999. That status is still in effect today. So that is basic amnesty. Randy Clark is our guest. He is a reporter for Breitbart covering what's happening at the border. So, Randy, in terms of the sheer numbers, I think we've talked a lot about that. Can you go into a little bit more about the specifics of the humanitarian crisis? Like when we hear that phrase, what does that mean down there? Well, what that means is when these folks cross, they're at, they're at the end of the journey to get to the country. They've been through a jungle in Panama. They've been all the way through Mexico. They've stayed in shelters. They're in poor health. Uh, many of them need medical treatment. We have a hospital that's one hospital that services the community of 30,000. So that hospital is packed. If you want medical care in this town and you're a resident, you're going to be waiting for it. And you're going to get into overcrowded and packed facilities there. So the Border Patrol is stuck to deal with this. And so are local law enforcement and state law enforcement agencies. All of the ambulances are occupied with uh, health-related emergencies. The citizens get in line for that. Uh, And so you have to feed those people. You've got 3,000 or 4,000 under an international bridge, and you've got to get them to a facility because you can't have them out there without food and water. So just the logistics of of taking care of these folks, that's why Mexico's not stopping these trains. If you stop the train, you own the hot potato. You have to start feeding the 3,000 that were on one single train headed to the United States. Are these so, are these illegal immigrants meeting the requirements of uh, asylum? In other words, I think there's only you know a handful of require like qualifications you can use to say, hey, I, I need asylum for my country. Does Venezuela meet those requirements? Well, it's safe to say that 99% probably won't. I've interviewed them wow. extensively. I talked to them out in the field. They're not even feigning or faking an asylum claim. When I asked them, why did you come to the United States? It is a resounding, because of the economy in Venezuela, the economic conditions, finding jobs, poverty, that's the immediate disqualifier for asylum. If you say that in a credible fear hearing, you are not getting asylum. But they're not faking that anymore. They realize that they're not going to send us home. And Mallorca's just sent that message, our DHS secretary, yesterday. He just sent that message. You don't have to worry about going home. Randy, this has been happening down there for a while, especially once Title 42 was repealed. We've seen what's been happening at the border. 
Are you seeing some of the problems that warranted the hearing on Capitol Hill recently, where Senator Josh Hawley was criticizing American businesses for picking up some of these illegal migrants, working them in ridiculous conditions, paying them crap, Sometimes putting young kids. children, yeah. yeah, young children in violent situations uh, like meat processing plants. Are you seeing any of that where you live? We don't see that here because these migrants don't want to stay in small border towns. Yeah. They want to go to where you guys are at. They want the Indianapolis. They want the New Yorks. They want the Chicago's. I mean, they're, they're big cities. They have a lot of opportunities and a lot of jobs there. Uh, but they're going to be taken advantage of. Anytime you have, you know, that many people in a job market that are willing to work for substandard wages, you're going to have employers taking advantage of that. And even if they get the work authorization, it's going to be a long line to get it. The Venezuelans under this new temporary protected status, guess what? They're still going to get paid substandard wages. That employer is going to realize I know you want a job bad enough that the the American worker can't afford because he's paying rent. I'll I'll give it to you at half price. Many of these folks are working already in New York City. I, I have one gentleman I talked to. He works for a nationally known cleaning company, and he's only been here since May, and he's paid cash under the table. So it's not going back into the local economy. It's Mayor Adams spending $12 billion over the next three years that he's not getting a return on. That's why they're so unhappy. I think we the one thing we haven't mentioned yet here, we're speaking with Breitbart border reporter uh, down at Eagle Pass, lives in Eagle Pass, Texas, the, kind of the hot spot right now. Uh, Randy Clark is, uh, we haven't mentioned the cartels and their role in this. I mean, their role um, pretty much starts at the very beginning of the journey for these people coming across the border, right? It does. And the amount of money that some of these migrants pay, not not mostly the Venezuelans right now, because we have we have now attracted the poorest of the poor in the world. But you, you talk about mainland Chinese smuggling that, that's happening, the record numbers of Chinese nationals coming across the border. They're paying, I've heard, up to 50,000 from Border Patrol Intelligence for the trip to the United States. Wow. And we're over 20,000 that have entered since October. These Venezuelans coming right now, the cartel will find a way to get whatever they can. And and I'll tell you what I observed at the landing uh, just the other day in Mexico. They, they tell all the migrants, they're armed with box cutters. They tell the migrants, your Mexican money will not work in the United States. So you have 2,400 people emptying pockets on the riverbank and leaving change and coins and what little they have. And one person's job is to pick that up. So the cartel will find a way. These are foot guides that live along the river and they control the landings. So it's, it's extortion and extraction from the day they leave their homes. And that's really what people need to understand is we're, we're creating this crisis. We've induced this, and it's not very humane to these people. There have been two deaths this week. One was a three-year-old child. Mm. Uh, and that's taxing on the border patrol because they have to retrieve these bodies with their own two hands. Yeah. Uh, it, there's nothing humane about it, but the time to start your border policy is before they leave their home. You can't do it once you have 3,000 or 5,000 on a train at the U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah, it's and the border policy, we got about 30 seconds left, Randy. I mean, it was, was Trump's remain in Mexico policy one of the most effective that, that you think that, that, that Biden did away with? It was one of them, but he did away with so many. Yes. We had so many mechanisms when I was in the border patrol to remove, and that, that's what would have happened to the Venezuelans this week. They would have been returned to Mexico, and Mexico knew it. They would have not let them come in through the Guatemalan border. 
Well, Randy, thank you so much for your uh, service on the border for 32 years and your reporting at Breitbart. Go to Breitbart.com for the very latest. Randy Clark, have a, uh, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day.